in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today, we have Julie. Yay! Julie Yangster Yang. She's a gangster. Her yeah. name is Yang. <laughs> who, who I just met maybe 40 seconds ago. And I... I think I think we were small talking, and then he was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Let's record this." Oops! Did I turn that on? Uh oh, sorry. Um, but how's how's the day going, Julie? It's going great. I'm a little bit nervous talking to you guys. It's quite an honor <laughs> to be well, a guest. It's 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 just any conversation like anything else. And the only difference is that we record it and we put it on the internet. So, <laughs> um, awesome. So if, 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 our, if our three or four listeners remember from a few episodes ago, we had Thomas Cho on. Great episode. Yeah, great I'm guy like, too. I'm like, oh, are you, are you biased? <laughs> I'm kind of biased. Okay. I may I or gonna, may not be dating yeah. him. <laughs> Awesome. So now, now we, we uh, come full circle and we have Julie on our podcast. Yes. Woohoo. Um, Woo! Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That's social cue. Thank oh, you. <laughs> yes, feel honored to be here. <laughs> um, yeah. What's up? What is good? What do you guys I, usually talk about in this show? Podcast. The, the podcast is just us figuring out what to talk about. Um, <laughs> like, you, it, it can be whichever direction you want it. Like, like I was admiring the fiddle leaf fig right oh, behind yeah. you. Is it, yeah, yeah it's, it's in such great shape. I will not show, I will not show mine. Should I will I not show mine. Should I not? It's up to you. <laughs> it's fake. No! <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I blew it. Oh, the tragedy. I knew I it looked too I good. Anything alive, though. I don't have a green thumb. I've killed like 18 plants between Thomas you and You savage. Yeah, I'm a plant murderer. Wow. We are yeah. barbarians. Anything that's can't, not a cactus, well, it's them done. <laughs> um, may, I, may I give a, a, a plug for the snake plant? Because that is a plant that is, I've heard is hard to kill. I also had it. I, ha- I also had one for like six months last year, oh. and it can it can survive in like low light. You can overwater it. You can underwater it. Oh, um, thank you. I might try that. Yeah, and then I people also say that it makes the air cleaner, and like I didn't confirm or anything, but do you still me, have it? Um, I actually don't know where it went. Like I. I had it I had it last year when I lived in Brooklyn and I the day the day I packed up and like moved it was like in the same day where we the movers came put everything into storage and then my friend and I like went on a flight and so I actually don't know where it is like it I I thought I thought maybe it'll be in storage when it comes back and just like a dead plant that's maybe alive <laughs> But there it was might be if it's resilient enough. <laughs> Still making it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no plant though. So I don't know where it is. I hope it's doing okay. Um, <laughs> RIP plant. Yeah. I killed all the plants I've ever had. I had I was the only time I ever had a plant was in San Francisco. And a plant lady gave me one for free. Because I was like, I'm gonna kill and she forces a plant into my hand. <laughs> I kept it alive for a bit, but it died. Just saying, imaginata. That's what I know. That's the only one. Helps with oxygen. Sold me on that. Oh. That's probably dead. That's a good one. I really like ivies. We got. I would love to have some ivies by the bathroom and stuff. Like they look nice. Ooh, not like the the ones that like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know what they're called, but you know, you kind of hang them up on the ceiling and it kind of drapes. Oh, you'd yeah. have that indoors? Yeah, I think so. What? Yeah, because our bathroom has really good like natural light. So it I should work. I love hanging plants. This light is like hot. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, it's a, this, uh, it's a, we'll turn it down a bit. Instagram social Ooh. influencer type Ooh. of 
ring light. Don't mind me. Whew. Oh yeah, he's he's out here influencing. Um, so yeah, Julie, do you wanna do you wanna introduce yourself? Have do you have like a, a <laughs> one or two sentence spiel about about you and your dreams and ambitions and and how you know Hugh? Can I just spill the beans? Sure, you can please go ahead. <laughs> so you, you know so me Julie's the coolest friend that I have for sure, Aww. by far. She, what was the age that you were a world champion golfer? Wow. 14? Uh, 12. I was young, like eight. And then what was, and when did you go into the LPGA? 19. Woo! This lady, and now, we're, yeah. and now you're retired and going back to school and finishing that out and then changing life careers because Arizona, happiness, love, yeah. work. Second career. Let's go. Hmm. <laughs> So uh, that's a bit of, I'm tooting Julie's horn because she's too humble. She wouldn't have said it. She would have been like, yeah, I'm just going to school. I'm like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> she, I mean, she just confirmed she was the world's best golfer at one point. Wow. It's actually crazy. Like, what, where was yeah. that again? Where did that happen? Well, the tournaments like in, in the States mostly, but it's not just a single tournament. It's just like world ranking. Mm. So you accumulate ranking and I don't know how they calculate it, but yeah, I've been, I played golf for a long time. And well, was it golf that brought you to the different countries that you lived mm -hmm. in growing up? Yeah, totally. Well, I was born in Korea, but I grew up in Thailand. So I actually Ooh. speak Korean and Thai. Um, fun fact. <laughs> But because of golf, I traveled uh, quite a bit, like came to the States because of golf and like traveled in Asia, all over Europe, playing like different golf tournaments. Yeah. And now I'm finally in Arizona. I, I love Arizona. Were you actually living in Edinburgh when you played golf? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, I, so I, I studied I, there too. I, yeah. I, both Hugh and I studied in Scotland at different times, different schools, but we were there together so. i wish i knew you back then that would be cool yeah Yo, let's go golfing in the the og lands of golf land <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need to learn to golf do you know how to golf john i go to the golf range once in a while but i don't really like golfing because and it's okay <laughs> none of us do here i mean i have a love-hate relationship with golf so oh yeah that makes sense um so, so I, I'm, I'm guessing you had like sponsorships and, and you were like, I don't know, like in a Nike commercial somewhere and, <laughs> and I don't know, do you have your own like clothing line? Um, um, I have my own sunglass line. I was whoa. one of my sponsors. Um, I don't <laughs> have any sponsors now because I'm, I was retired. I'm retired. Um, but when I was playing professionally for like six years, uh, I had different sponsors, um, some more well-known ones, some of the smaller ones. But as far as having my own thing, I would say um, sunglass. Wow. Yeah. Do you wear those sunglasses? I do. Yeah. When I golf, I, I still have them. Wow. Swag. Yeah. I'm seeing them. I'm looking down. You've seen them. Oh, yeah. I saw the yeah. modeling photos, too. Uh -huh, well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> Some photo shoots. <laughs> That's super cool. Um, what? So, yeah, I guess you were a pro for, like, six years. And then, yeah, what was, what was that like? Like, when did you become pro? And then I'm guessing you were training a lot, and maybe you didn't see your friends, but you also got to travel a lot. Like, did your parents come with you? bunch of questions what's the life of a golfer right like when yeah. you're yeah when, like is it Good question. lonely oh totally lonely um like I started golfing when I was six so total like golf for like about almost 20 years but I turned pro kind of young I turned professional at 19 so I went to university at Oklahoma State uh, with a golf scholarship and stuff but um I had to kind of put school on pause to turn professional early. Um, and it was really like a really cool experience. I think uh, it's so unique. I get to go to so many different places, meet a lot of different people, and like compete with like the world's best.
best golfers. So that aspect was like super special and really unique. But um, it's also like, it's quite like taxing on your body. Um, my back was starting to get injured frequently. Um, and also like, I never, I never felt like I had a home base because I lived off my suitcase every week. Uh, I know like I had an apartment in Oklahoma and in my rookie year on the tour, like I rented the apartment for a year, but I was only home for 30 days out of the whole year. <laughs> so I was just always traveling and it's kind of hard to form like super tight bonds with um, like other golfers because everyone's just so focused on their own thing. Um, so I've kind of lived a nomadic lifestyle for a long time. So once I retired and like I've just been living in one place in Arizona and I can actually like form some roots, like build some like friendship and like a community. And that's really nice. And having a little more like consistency versus like, I don't know what I'm gonna be getting into every week. Now I kind of have a routine. So there's pros and cons to it. Sometimes I miss traveling. Sometimes I miss like, like competing and stuff, but I also wouldn't wanna trade what I have now for like anything. Why did you, why did you decide to retire? And what was that thinking like? Um, I, I think big thing was, um, I was just getting injured a lot. Uh, mm. I think golfing for so long, um, like I have a herniated disc that's always causes back pains and the traveling and golfing. I think my body was giving me a bunch of signals for like the last three, four years telling me to like, take it easy. Like you're just working me to death. Um, so I kept getting hurt. And also I think emotionally I was getting a lot of burnouts towards the end. Um, and so I, like last year, I kind of had a last hurrah and played in my last season, just gave it all I got so that I can kind of come out with like no regrets and I'm ready to try something else that I'm passionate about. I'm still trying to like figure it out. I don't know what I want to do yet. So much of my life was like so consumed with golf that I really don't know what I would be good at or what I would enjoy, but I'm figuring that out. And like, um, it's just an exciting new chapter. Very nice. Very cool. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it can't be easy, especially like, having golfed for so long of your life, you, you had to make a really hard decision, didn't you? Yeah. When you decided to go pro pro in the LPGA, like in Symmetra, you were still in college at the time or when did you decide to pause on college and then finish that out? And then now you're trying to reconvene on the professional career path. Um, so I, I went to university a little bit early. So I went when I was 17 and like, on my sophomore year in college, there, with golf, there's this thing called a Q school, like a qualifying school. And you have, it's like a series of tournaments where like you play a bunch of people, like thousands of people are in the first stage of this qualifying. And then slowly you just get eliminated and eliminated to the point there's only 20 people left who gets like full status to the LPJ. And I fell under that category. So in my sophomore year in, in college. So at that point, you have to choose if you want to stay an amateur or um, you turn professional. So I made that decision to turn professional and like be eligible to play on the tour the next year. So, but when I was playing like full-time on the tour, um, I took maybe like a few classes sometimes here and there to kind of chip away at my degree, but I couldn't do uh, school full-time. But towards the end, um, I started taking a little more classes once I kind of was in the transition out of golf. So now I'm full-time student. <laughs> almost done. What is I'm it? Almost done. December 12th? Uh, December, December 18th 18. is my graduation day. I'm gonna wow. go to the to the commencement thing and walk and throw my cap up in the air. Let's go. <laughs> 
Are you, um, is it at University of Oklahoma still or? Um... No, um, um, it's going to be at Penn State. So oh, I'll be graduating nice. from Penn State. So cool that you can do that now virtually and like yeah. configure. It's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. Where, where and when did you meet Thomas? Was it when you were, when you were golfing? Yeah, I was, I was still golfing and I was just passing by. I stopped by Arizona. I had a really good childhood friend here. Her, um, her name is Saki and her brother, Ken. We've been friends since I was like 10 years old. Um, so I was just visiting and then, but uh, Saki and Thomas both went to Arizona State. So they knew each other and we all kind of hung out, kind of went partying a little bit. And the first time we met him, kind of, felt something <laughs> okay and i think he felt something too because uh i had to go back but then to you're like life. see ya boy I know, I was like, for how long did you peace out for from that feeling of a night uh, I think three months i was like <laughs> back on the road traveling savage <laughs> and you didn't even talk I didn't talk to him, but when I came back, he still remembered me and we hung out again. And then we went out uh, camping up in Prescott, Arizona. And that's when we like really hit it off. Um, He's like, let me show you how to throw a football. Yeah, you know that story. <laughs> he was giving me some skinship. Just... Taking notes. So good. So good. Yeah, we, we <laughs> were, um, you know, like some, mm -hmm. like, yeah, so we were washing some lettuce and we were kind of playing and slapping each other with the wet lettuce yeah yeah that's when we really got that chemistry and he told me in camping that he was gonna like he wants to talk to me after we come back to phoenix Ooh. Like he was like Julie, we need to talk. <laughs> I'm calling out on Thomas right now. <laughs> oh man, don't go to Thomas's episode. <laughs> but then we came back from camping, and he didn't reach out to me. He didn't text me or call me. He just totally oh. ghosted me. Uh, and I'm just waiting and waiting. And like, man, what is up with this guy? Like, I thought he was interested, but is he not? Like, I was so confused. But then I waited like a week. And on a Sunday, he finally calls me. <laughs> <laughs> and John, do you speak Korean? Yeah, I do. Okay, so he called me. Sorry, Hugh, you don't understand Please, this. Please, it's okay. And he was like, Mohe. And I was, I told him, like just playing by myself. And he said, Naramulja. Don't play with me. So. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the rest is history. <laughs> wow. So that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, take those. <laughs> They've become, honestly, of all the people I've ever met, especially of our generation, the lazy, good-for-nothing millennial generation, I feel like Julie and Thomas have the most caring and beautiful relationship I've yet seen yet far. Oh. And, and that's not to put any pressure on you two and your relationship <laughs> to keep on being like the model minority of relationship model minorities. <laughs> but I think there, like, there has been a moment in the past stretch of time, like a few weeks ago, I was, went on a few dates for like a week or two and fell through for me. But there are moments throughout the relationship that as we are getting to know each other, I like quoted basically Julie and Thomas of how they like perceived or went through certain steps in their relationship and or how they communicate. And I was like, wow, I've learned a lot from you too. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Hugh. You're so sweet. I think your mom really loves me too. <laughs> Dude, she loves you so much. Oh my God, mom's like, Hugh, if you ever find someone like Julie, I would say yes. <laughs> 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 so I have, I have like quite a high standard to live up to now I, yeah like and, and when Julie came over she's all talking to dad about European history and such and having been to Scotland it just 
dad perked up. He's like, wow, she's so fun. Let's have Thomas and Julie over again. Because Thomas and I then serenaded the house and Thomas had yes. an amazing jazz music. I think you and Thomas, John, would love to play together one day. But yeah, like Ooh. Thomas is playing and doing this jazz riff after dad had challenged him. He's like, ah, so Thomas, please play something for us. And Thomas is like, oh, and then Julie's like, go. <laughs> and then Thomas is like, all right. And then he killed it. And then dad sadly then said, Hugh, your turn. And I was like, oh, shit. I, that was such a good night. Oh, I had flashbooks to my childhood. I was like freaking out. Just playing um, for your parents course. and for guests. It's like, um, oh, all right. I'm a trained lion, but I'm <laughs> actually very bad at both instruments that I was supposed no, to No, you are so good. Okay, I, now she's paid. No, I, yeah, he Venmoed me to mention this to you. <laughs> But I mean, his, his singing was unbelievable. Oh, thanks. Like you're always so like, oh, I don't, I'm not a good singer and I don't sing. But that night you sang like, was it Can't, Can't Stop Falling in Love with You or something? Cheesy. Like the the song from like Crazy Rich Asians, the wedding scene. <laughs> Can't Help Falling in Love with You. Can't Help Falling in Love with You. And I was like transfixed. It was really good. Uh, I mean, I can't believe that Elvis Presley made that song. And then Are I you could, serious? Yeah, I didn't and, know it was his. Uh, and I think the Crazy Rich Asians rendition is so, so good. It's so so much better. I, I, I saw that scene. I rewatched Crazy Rich Asians just for that scene because it is so beautiful yeah. uh, at the moment. And then singing it and then the leg into the water. The, the leg. And then just like the song <laughs> through the aisle and every look and all the, the dynamics yeah. makes yes. just made me tear up. I was like, oh, I have to learn this song. It was so good. He, you, can just, ever... you can just watch Kina Granis on YouTube. And I, I could, but I, but I also... It builds up to that long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, what else? <laughs> so, I, I, think, yeah. I think what we should do is we should all hang out at Hugh's house and we should combine what you guys did with what Hugh and I did. So, so we'll start with a few bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, a few bottles of wine. We have, I haven't drank that much wine in my life. <laughs> We're having wine night this Friday. I'm so excited. Yes. I, I cannot wait. What is on the, what, what are you oh, thinking? I can't tell you. Oh, dang it. I thought I could get it out I of it. I have specially curated a selection of wine for our wine tasting night that Thomas and I are hosting wow. this Friday. Open invite, John. Please join. Please. Yeah. Please come. <laughs> be super fun but i'm not gonna spoil and like tell you which wines i'm getting but it will be a combination of some whites and some reds mm. and some food pairing to go with it really, are, you, are you into wine what are you are you into wine yeah i love wine and thomas is super into wine now too when i first met him he he didn't drink any wine when i asked him if he liked wine he was like I only drink craft beers. <laughs> Such a bro answer. <laughs> but now he loves wine. He likes he likes wine more than beer, I think. Well, we're going to what? Ishikawa this weekend? This weekend? This past Saturday? Uh, Where we, we went to Shimogama. Shimogama. Restaurant. The, in the car, they were talking about the wines that they were thinking about. And I never realized that there's... I've had wines and my dad is dad and so of course he knows but i don't know anything about wines really and then they were both saying wines that i didn't know and i was like oh man and then they were and then julie's all like i would like this wine to this wine followed by this one in order to finish on a dry note and i was like wow i can't believe like you're expressing feeling through wine and through a course of a night i'm like oh you know like chef's table sure and such but i never really never clicked for me that wine could express a story Wow. You're gonna be in for a I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not. Oh, Buckle up. <laughs> There's uh, a join us. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the next one. Yeah. Um there's a there's a wine store in in the Upper West Side in New York City. And it's just like a little a little like wine shop. And it's very dangerous because when you walk in there's a guy with like four bottles and they're just like, hey, wine tastings, anyone? And then there's like, there's like a big map and he'll, he'll be like, oh, this is from like the Southern region of, of Spain. This is any, he's just, it's just like an impromptu 
like wine tasting and it's very dangerous because it's very <laughs> it's very tempting to walk out of there with like two bottles of wine that you are not <laughs> planning on getting <laughs> but it's a lot of fun um yeah so you like wine yourself um yeah i like wine <laughs> why, why, why such a long pause oh i don't know because because i'm always i'm always afraid of someone being like oh did you love that year of that harvest and i'm just like oh, oh, no, no, i don't no, know no. what you're talking about that's way out there I, my my knowledge like hugh's like upping me but i'm like just bare minimum knowledge yeah yeah those people who go into that like depth and detail like they're on a whole nother level yeah i can't you if uh, psalms can tell soil type from what knowing the really yeah so there's different flavor profiles that come from soil types and then different places of france only have certain types of wine and that's really awesome you know i can't i, I, I know like that's the same thing with chocolate like those chocolatiers like they're that dedicated and they know everything about like the cacao beans and where it was produced and everything that makes sense yeah. wow Dude, those those people can make something up and I, I won't even know how to confirm. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just believe everything they say. <laughs> you can't Google what yeah. the, all the facts are spewing out fast enough. It's just too good. Yeah, the people that are like, oh, was there, was there an orange tree to the west of the vineyard? <laughs> I'm just like, there probably was. Like, <laughs> there probably <laughs> was. <laughs> That's so um, funny. But yeah yeah i have i have like a few in my fridge and i'll i'll like take it out and then the occasional friday afternoon i'll just like open one and then accidentally drink all of it and like, <laughs> <Accidentally>. <laughs> there's there's a there's this thing called balmer's peak and the theory the theory is that the theory is that you can you can be a little bit drunk and then there's a point where you're just very effective at your work. Like you hit, you hit this flow state, but then the second you take like another sip, it's just like that. And you're just completely like, can't do any, any work at all. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of times that's my experiment to hit bomber's peak. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever reached it, but I think I've, I think I've reached the after that. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, uh, actually, when you're slightly tipsy, you're more creative. Yeah, I think. Well. I mean, I can, I can see, I can see how that like could make sense. But it's also, Balmer is the last name of one of the Microsoft uh, founders, and I think, I think it was just like early Microsoft days. That's what they, that they, they probably just made it up. I don't know. I read it on a comic somewhere, but. Yeah, yeah XKCD one. What? XKCD? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the best in the hover. It's <laughs> so good, the tooltip. It's a good good comic for nerds. It's great. For nerds. And everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, always hover over. We're, very inclusive here. <laughs> um, I'm curious, what are you guys' like, drink of choice? Um, so it, it, depends on the, it depends on the occasion. So what is the occasion? Um, what, okay, what's your go-to drink at just a fancy like bar? They can make anything for you. Uh, maybe maybe like an old fashioned. I feel like it's hard to mess up. And I, I, try, to, I try to avoid like sweet cocktails, but I like them. Um, and then I also try to avoid uh, like dark liquor. Because I, oh, won't, really? I won't, yeah. Because I won't feel great the next day, and then I also try to avoid beer because, because I feel bloated when I drink too much. Wow, you're so like, just I don't know, like thoughtful in your drinking choice. <laughs> <laughs> so strategic. <laughs> what about you? Hume? Oh God, uh, hmm, depends. Mm. 
I remember this is a total scapegoat. The first time I ever had a mojito, I don't get I don't get mojitos often, but every now it depends on the mood, you know, gin and tonic, Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, what else? Mojito if it hits the spot right. You know. Mojitos. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever had a mojito was I was a swim coach in Shenzhen, China. And I was teaching these kids to swim. And in the evening, the guy that I lived with, he took me out to a bar once. And we're in this decent bar rooftop and he points over to a corner and he goes, this is what I'm like, what, 19 or 20. So uh, he points over in a corner and he's like, that right there, don't go over there. That, those are the gangsters. Those are the ones that you have to pay to like own and have a store in the mall. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, okay. And then, and then it's like, what do you want? It's like, I don't know. And he's like, you want a mojito? I was like, okay, I'll get a mojito. <laughs> so we got mojitos and it was the first mojito I ever had. And I was like, whoa, it's so minty fresh. I like it. It was really good. Really good. Love That's mojitos. Awesome. But I don't get them often. I don't know. Yeah, I like, haven't really seen you ever order mojitos. I never really order. When we go out, I just kind of like people get like a Red Bull vodka. I'm like, okay, sure. Or like you'll get like a gin and tonic if you're just but i just yeah. thomas makes good gin and tonics thomas makes yeah. such good drinks yeah. all around oh, thomas is gosh. becoming quite the mixologist yes he is yes wow yes, uh, i feel like that's what i would invest in right after i got a house it, it would be like the uh the uh home home liquor the setup cocktail what do you call it cocktail trolley <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes your drinks have arrived yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's dangerous though having like a, a bar set up cocktail station at your house because you kind of like a short cut to becoming an alcoholic <laughs> yeah that makes sense um <laughs> i think i think luckily for me i don't like alcohol enough to drink oh. it like that often like it's just it, it 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 like it's just not that great and and like hangovers are painful and it sucks because I never had a hangover until I was like 22 <laughs> but yeah um Julie what is what is your drink of choice oh, oh yeah that's oh. a question that can be asked right oh. back at you I would say I, well I like wine a lot I like all kinds of um alcohol but I, I used to like a lot of whiskey cocktails those were kind of like when I go if I do go out I would always order like whiskey sours that's my go-to drink but I've been getting acid reflux becoming a old lady like an ajuma <laughs> so for some reason like when I drink whiskey now um it makes that acid reflux kind of painful so now I really like gin cocktails oh yeah, so I really like, I like my gin really cold, like extra cold. And I don't know, I really like gin. It's so, it's got this like herby botanical flavor to gin. So most of the gin inspired like cocktails are all tend to be very floral. And like, I love that. If there's lavender in there or something, I love it. Ah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I also, I also will just do random, like, like no drinking for three months or like no drinking for six months. I'll like do that occasionally helps, helps reset. And then I'll find another vice like, <laughs> last year, last year, I, I didn't drink for six months. And then instead I ate a crazy amount of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Just different vices. <laughs> Did you end up with a favorite brand of ice cream? Yeah. Um, at your nearest H Mart, you can go to the ice cream section and uh, they have the uh, Maeda and green tea. And Ooh. then in, in second place is the uh, black sesame from the same company. And the reason I like it is because it, it has... It has less um, sugar content than the other ones. And yeah, and then it's also like good green tea. Dude, so. you said H Mart. We just got an H Mart recently here. Oh, great. 
So yes, sick. I love it. The, have you had the, what is it? It blew my mind. I was like, wait, this is a thing? The the popsicle ice cream boba? Oh, yes. That was, that's oh, really good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> boba, in, boba in popsicle form. And the boba I thought would be hardened because it's frozen, but it still had a really nice texture to it. And, yeah. I, and I just kept, I had, I think I had, we bought four, I had two of them within like a sitting. And then we got like a bunch of other, like, <laughs> it was bad. I don't usually do that. Asian, Asian ice creams, I think taste better. They're less, they're less sweet, I think, than a lot of the American mm. ice creams. American yeah. ice creams tend to be like super rich. It's very creamy, mm. but yeah, I, I definitely like the Korean ice creams a lot. Yeah, Korean ice creams are like fun. You're like, this one, this one's shaped like a shark. (laughs) I love that one. one. Um, Yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, I I mentioned H-Mart because I think you had mentioned that there's an H-Mart there now. So Yes, more Asians in Arizona now. We finally have those cool things. Yeah, it's grown. Yeah, nice. I grew up here with one boba shop, maybe two. Yeah. A lot more. <laughs> did you grow up here too? How do you guys know each other? Uh, grinder. John was from Pasadena, and we met each other in San Francisco. We did oh. like a program on Grinder. We met on yeah, on grinder. and then and then we our destination to meet me was on on bar. What's that? Was on Bart. Oh, the subway. Oh. <laughs> the first time, the first time I ever saw Hugh, he said, "I moved to San Francisco because I was inspired by Elon Musk." And <laughs> that's what you said. Oh, that's and then, and then I was like, in my in my head, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be friends with that guy." <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that about anyone else. But I was just like, "I'm gonna be friends with that guy." <laughs> And then I and then I saw him like two weeks later on Bart. <laughs> <laughs> that blossomed. Oh, man. I've never walked and talked with someone so much. That's like one thing we would do in Berkeley. We would have jam sessions, and he taught me how to play like guitar and drums ish, and and then like scan, like just randomly sing weird noises that sound like music. <laughs> and then and then we'd walk around, and I remember we walked to. Berkeley Ironworks to go rock climbing or something, or maybe we didn't even go rock climbing, but we just talked about Musk, Tesla, Steve Jobs, Apple, every tech piece like in depth. And I was like, I have not yet talked with anyone that is even nerdier than me. And I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) We also, we also spent a day in song yeah we did like the entire day we were just singing and then we had we had another friend with us cj who now that i think about it we should have cj on the podcast honestly seriously cj you're coming on soon all right cj if you're listening which you're probably not but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i remember i remember we would we would like i think we we went to get tacos and we were like we were like eating tacos inside the restaurant and just being like these are amazing tacos amazing and then just like the whole whole day that's so fun you guys are so fun together and then we we tried to recreate it and we couldn't so (laughs) that was it's just a one-day thing and then (laughs) um yeah well, That's like, you guys have, like, a lot of inner patience and a really good heart to still be sticking around with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this going where I think it's going? <laughs> it went there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I go. <laughs> well, Hugh, uh, Hugh and I are the co-hosts of the podcast, so we're... We're stuck with each other. <laughs> um, I love the name Moon Tea. It's a really good name. Good picks, guys. Go team. Moon Tea. Yeah. 
yeah i it's amazing that we're on like episode 26 bro we're good this is gonna be wow. when it's posted 30 because dad's really wow the one we just posted yeah so 26 wow. just got released 27 28 are coming out and 29 will be dad and then mike's gonna be awesome on the other episodes as well and such so it's gonna be cool and then you're That's gonna be so 30 cool. the big 3-0 Yay. Been doing 30, this for 30. 30 plus weeks now because <laughs> how many um is it is it weekly oh or aiming we we're aiming we're aiming to do weekly right yeah. john that's the idea that's yeah, yeah. decently yeah i think it's fine it's it's like we don't have a we don't have a boss we just do whatever works with us and <laughs> and yeah we still only have a few episodes on spotify but we're this is my fault i'll be getting there i'm doing it and it's on my queue i gotta do the thumbnail and i got it we're gonna have we're gonna have it on spotify wow. and then we'll get on to apple podcast and google play or whatever they call it podcast one day wow. we'll get there we'll that's get there. amazing you guys are gonna be famous <laughs> the goal. Wanna, our, our goal is episode 956 to have elon musk on the show <laughs> gotta give him that quote dude i can give him a screenshot from john Perfect. <laughs> yeah um yeah this is just for fun and and not really not really to be famous but if someone wants to subsidize the uh <laughs> the, hard, the hard drive that i paid 200 dollars for then <laughs> happy to give you a shout out <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's like a fun thing to do, and our friends and family will like listen to it, and um, it's fun to like invite invite fun and interesting people like yourself, um, and just like have a place to chit chat for an hour. It's a good space to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Julie, you're. You're graduating in a few months and you're uh, finishing up school right now. You and Thomas just got a house. Like, what? What 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 is in the world of possibilities? What what is happening for for you and your dreams and ambitions and you and Thomas and the is it more fake plants? Oh, they're more gonna sessions? That's gonna happen. I see it. Oh wait, are they not? Are they not married yet? I thought they were married. They're 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 how many years into your relationship? We're four years. Four years. Okay. All right. Steady. Slow and steady. I didn't. Yeah. I assumed. I I assumed you guys were married, but uh, pr pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, our relationship is going really well. Um, uh, really excited. I think. We definitely have been talking a lot about a future. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm very confident and pretty committed in this relationship. Just pretty committed. Yeah, you know, pretty committed. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But, you know, just might marry him or might pop out his babies. I'll, I don't know. Just one day. That's our sales. Sorry, not today. And school, like I, I'm having senioritis right now. It's kind of hard to stay motivated in my last semester. So senioritis is definitely real, <laughs> but I'm really pushing through it. And uh, I'm just counting down the days. I have like two months left and that's it. And I can finally be free to study whatever I want to study, find a job. I don't know if you told you, but I've been interested in UI UX design. So I've been studying that on the side while finishing my school. But once I'm done with school, I can actually like study and find a job in UI UX full time. So I'm looking forward to that. And kind of starting on this new career path, um, decorating our house some more, um, maybe travel with Thomas. If I do find a job that's uh, quite flexible, I would love to like travel for a year or something like that be like a digital nomad that would be cool <laughs> that would be quite a cool life at least experience it like for six months or you know for a year before we set set more roots in arizona 
that's my that's my goal <laughs> um are you you're, so you're not studying design right now hmm? you're, you're not studying design right now it's it's kind of like on the side you're you're studying on your own yeah i'm studying on my own <clears throat> uh, yeah it, yeah but it, i'm really it, liking it I'm taking like those online courses from udemy and stuff just killing it. Fid just fiddling yeah. by myself with adobe xd it's rad yeah it's a big bad world out there isn't it you're like yeah. graduating what is it your finance major um, yeah finance. i'm graduating with a finance and and so degree. once that's there then the world opens up and hey i won't say no julie is one of the most talented eyes for design i feel like she could probably go into anything especially wow. aesthetics and and seems like the number side is also crushing it but yeah, you were interested in also like small homes and interior design. So yeah. the world's kind of your oyster in a sense. And really, how are you possibly thinking about, and if you do go to UI UX, that's awesome. But I'm actually kind of curious what, of all the things, is, is that settled or are you still open to other possibilities and exploring for a bit? Or how do you, how do you, I don't think like about? anything's settled. I don't really know if anything ever will be settled. You know, I feel like just keep evolving and, I'm also new to this new like chapter in my life. Uh, like I said, I was so focused on golf. It was like my whole life and my whole identity. So I'm really now just getting the chance to rediscover myself and see what I like doing, you know, what I like, what I don't like. And I'm just kind of narrowing down and big, like figuring things out. Um, but I think UI UX was kind of a good place to start for me. Um, just for like also like job availability and stuff it's it's in kind of you know good hot demand and also like I know um that I really like creative stuff whether it's like tiny homes I just painting all of these <laughs> oh. so I just, like, anything creative I really have always enjoyed doing um and I'm not super into like I'm not the best drawer so I don't think graphic design would be my thing but something similar, I think, would be like UI, UX. I don't even know how to draw a person. Yeah. I just do squares <laughs> and circles. <laughs> so I think that'd be a good place to start. But who knows? What if I find a job in UX and I don't like it? Then, you know, I could maybe go into finance or try something else or open up a food truck business. I don't know. <laughs> There's just so many things like um, that's possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Good thing you have Hugh in your life so that he he's a I don't I don't know if he mentioned, but he's a, a head of design. I'm not a head of design. That's actually totally incorrect. <laughs> no way. He's the chief chief design officer. Yes. No, it's not correct. Okay, Hugh, is there is there a designer that is a higher level than you at your company? I will plead the fifth on this question. <laughs> But I'm just, I, in the industry, I would not be a very. Uh, You're so talented, you. Okay. It helps me a lot. Like I've been making some little, like you know, um, wireframing and like prototyping, and I showed showed it to Hugh quite often, and he always like helps me out, gives me good feedback. I'm curious, actually, having, and when we've talked about this one before a bit, is having gotten to such a skill level and ability to play at such a high level in golf how has your experience been starting from scratch at something and and thoughts on that uh it's very humbling <laughs> but also like there'll be days when i wake up and i feel like oh when will i ever you know find a good paying job or get to a certain level that like you guys have right i just feel like wow i'm all of a sudden I'm really starting from ground zero and some, some days it's like really challenging some mental like blocks I have to overcome um but then like I I do think like everything I've done thus far is gonna help me moving forward so just because I'm starting like a totally different career path it doesn't mean that a lot of the skills and stuff and experiences I've learned through golf it's not going to translate over so I do think like, you know, maybe things like work ethic and, um, you know, time management, all those kind of stuff, I think will translate over, hopefully, to design and or whatever I choose to do uh, moving forward. So it, I am starting from ground zero, but I'm kind of also not. 
because I do have like working experience from somewhere else too. So I'm just gonna have to just do it. Just take a leap of faith. That's that's the uh, that's a great attitude going into it because uh, this is not the case for Thomas who studied computer science and then kind of worked right away. And almost not the case for Hugh because because Hugh just like studied on his own and then someone reached out to him and then he got the first job that he interviewed for. <laughs> it was you to me. I, I took some. Uh, yeah, but yeah, mo most people, most people, it's 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 a it's a humbling process to like learn this stuff and it it took me it took me a, a good amount of time to find like a really good first job and then and then from there i i'm went to my current job which is like more responsibilities and and like i feel like i'm working on cool stuff but yeah that's like similar to the attitude that I had when when uh I was asking those same questions like like am I gonna am I gonna find something good all right I'll just I'll just like struggle through it and try to learn this stuff so that at least I'm like learning a little bit every day um and then the other thing I want to say is uh, I think the tech industry is pretty great so I think you're, you're you chose the right fields to be in um, i'm gonna be a techie <laughs> I'm, in tech. I'm a tech yeah <laughs> what is that <laughs> we're gonna have to get rostam on here next yes rostam will be the next guy rostam my hot body <laughs> well yeah, we'll have the we'll save the story for for rostam yeah <laughs> but yeah but tldr rostam and learned about tech and like he also graduated with a finance degree yeah, like what I'm yeah. doing and then he went now he's a software engineer it's incredible it's amazing so I have a lot of people in my community including you and now you John definitely Thomas and everyone like Rostam like in my circle of friends who like I feel like I can lean on and ask questions so I'm not like totally going into this blind I have mm -hmm. like people around me who can help me yeah thank goodness yeah oh you did um did Ed reach out to you? I, he asked me for your number. Yeah, yeah, we talked this past weekend. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Ed, Ed was a previous podcast guest, and mm -hmm. I guess this is my only chance to ask you about it. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, they're they're working on a really cool project. I won't spill the beans on it, but we basically went through a design thinking process on how to craft a new concept and idea and how the next best steps might be and wireframing strategies and prototyping strategies. And hopefully you got this, you guys, you two got it. It's going to be great. Oh, right. so, so he's going to be a chief design officer for, for the other project. It's okay well. to just be consulting for people uh, for free. I like, <laughs> I like helping friends. Really. That's pretty much it for me. <laughs> but, yeah. Dude. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What else? Hugh, what, what questions did I miss? Or what, what have we not talked about getting to know Julie? I, I feel like one of the, the questions that I, I've be continued on interest, continually interested in is like, what is it do you, that you think got you to be so good at golf? What got me to be so good at yeah, golf? Like, not everybody just becomes really good at golf. And I feel like as you're talking about how skills transfer and there are parallels with regards to developing new skills and passions you pull from other places that you've excelled in most of the time, as one who has done a, a great job there, what is it that you possibly learned that might be helpful for anyone else? Um, well, I think like it's, like to get good at like any sport, I think it takes a lot of like dedication. And I think um, one of like my strengths, I would say, was that it just, I can like hold my focus for very long. I, th I think I've always kind of had that. Um, and you know, growing up with kind of like a tiger dad <laughs> and he would just, you know, really uh, be strict on me. And so I had to practice a lot 
And um, so I had to kind of learn to uh, focus really hard and focus for a really long time. Um, so I think just kind of like that with like some perseverance really helped me uh, get to that level. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Focus hard and work hard and persevere. You, I know, I know, you mean she made it. She makes it seem so easy. <laughs> like, and then here I am today at work. I'm like trying to just get through emails. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> if I really like something, I I get really sucked in. Like Thomas can attest to it. Attest is the right word. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like getting super into UX, and that's when I kind of knew that oh, I think UX would be a really good, you know, field for me to go into. Because when I just started like learning about it, I was so like into it, like I wasn't giving Thomas like any attention <laughs> for like nine hours straight. I was just so absorbed, like in my zone, and he couldn't pull me out of it. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. I think that's something it's not whether you give credit to yourself or not, but I think it's something that from an outside perspective, and you may or may not know this, is just there are certain people when they try to learn new things, if it clicks for them, like they'll take their time still. But I feel like for you, you have like a bit of a different set of, of how it goes, where if, you, if it clicks for you and you get really interested, you go deep into that rabbit hole and then you get really good at it and you, your like par becomes like quite quite a nice above par really but that's where your starting point is you know and you're like oh wow it's really impressive how dedicated you were and it's like okay I can see it I see I see the hard work I see the perseverance and I see the hard focus and you're like dang nerd nerd <laughs> such a nerd <laughs> hey nerds nerds who can uh pay the mortgage right <laughs> who's laughing now nerds who still are fun and then, <laughs> well I, let me ask you a question is are you wanting to go into a world where you spend three hours we spent probably two two and a half hours talking and the other 30 just goofing off to 45 minutes about buttons are you sure you want to go into that oh world because we were talking about buttons for over two hours and colors and sizing and naming of them uh, do we have a danger state button is it similar to a ghost button oh goodness primary secondary tertiary what do we want to no. do do you really want to do this it's literally squares circles and rounding squares to become semi-rounded circles and then add color so and that's it and then you add text and that's your job you move stuff that's that's so funny because because i am I am in those UX meetings where we, like, we have, we've had every one of those conversations that Hugh just mentioned. <laughs> it's like, it's true. Uh, inputs, buttons, hover state, um, and then, uh, like, the theme colors, like, light, dark. Um, I don't even know how to design for light, dark themes. We only have a light theme. That's, that would be you should so you should keep it that way <laughs> like it's yeah it like introduces complexity for just a nice to have with like no real business value but wow. whatever that's something that is such a dev thing to say where there's no real business value yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, excuse me but there's something that's not just <laughs> features okay it's not about aesthetics and beauty and emotional design okay okay your users have feelings and it'll increase the adoption rate and utilization rate which will increase gdp not gdp dear god well maybe <laughs> and he was like and that's why we should redesign the logo again dude I <laughs> logo design logo designers I, yeah i'm not a graphic designer i don't oh i'll do squares and circles i honestly don't know how long I'll make it into this industry. Like as a designer, we'll see. You look great. Says, says the chief design officer. I know, right? Says mm -hmm. head, head honcho. I, 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 not too long, I'm sure. And hopefully we'll get even better people. I'll be good. Hire smarter than yourself is the real goal. Um, Julie, what are, what are some uh, like parting thoughts or word, words of wisdom that you have for our three or four listeners 
Oh my. Um, I really want to see you guys like do this for like, you know, for the rest of the year. That'd be super awesome. 56 um, episodes. Here we come. Yeah. We're already past halfway. Yeah, exactly. So like keep at it. 56, 52. Gosh, I'm so ignorant. Don't look at me. Yeah, don't look at me either. We could, we could aim for 56 as well. Okay. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's so awesome that you guys are doing it. Um, it, it's also like you, you don't live close to each other. So this is a place where you guys can. This is my John time. This yeah, is why exactly. I do it. This That's is, literally this it. This is John and Hugh time. This is where you guys like keep that communication strong. So I love that you guys are doing that. Um, what else? <sighs> Words of wisdom. Anything. I, I feel like you've been spewing wisdom all through the time. So if you feel like that's good, then it's good. Mm -hmm. If not, go for it. Yeah, this was really fun. I'd love to come again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear Thomas's story to the, uh, to the, that uh, Yeah. <laughs> like what was going on in his head where where he's like, oh, we have something to talk about, and then and then just didn't didn't reach out for a week. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get both sides of the story. Well, the, I, yeah. I I propose that we have a group four way zoom combo Whoa. while we all drink wine one day <laughs> let's all be a slightly wine yeah. <laughs> wine and dine <laughs> on the moon tea that would be fun or like eat hot wings when you're doing it that is a cool i like that you know? no that's cool what, what else little, can we do like fun element uh some uh some uh what's my favorite korean dish that's super spicy rice cakes dupbukki yeah. oh and then get mixed up bookie. Like really, that was so yeah. good. Yeah. And just eating that FedEx some to John. Mm. Add a little ASMR maybe. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's just some, let's have some mukbang up in here. Let's just become a mukbang <laughs> podcast, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for mukbang episode thirty-two. <laughs> that would be this, really fun. This Wait, podcast. you want to do an episode like that, John? I mean, dude, I'm. I'm done. This this podcast is whatever we want it to be. For an hour. It'll it'll just be it'll just be like like everyone else eats during the day and sometimes sometimes they like chat with their friends. We just put it on the internet. <laughs> they do it. I'm down. Why not? It's I don't know. It's so like I love watching people eat too. I'm like, I think that's weird, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, seriously, just like slurping and just when they're just they're watching people clean there's like videos for that oh this is like on youtube yeah it's on YouTube. oh wow i thought I've it's like it. a restaurant just... no no just oh, watch people cool. like clean or like decorate their house That's like just thing? add you know spray some water on their plants and just going about this calm thing cool. in their life and that's really i don't know i like to watch it too uh, so I, i've been down this rabbit hole but not that like that I for me I did the one with like Korea I was like I want to see what Seoul looks like so it was like a wintry day in Seoul Korea and I'm walking not me but the mm. person says I'm walking and it's just a GoPro and you just, and I was like watching these cars parked on the side in the snow and like they could park there and I was like wow this is Seoul like oh my goodness and then I did it for like Japan yeah I, I hear you I hear you. okay okay yeah we'll watch videos of uh someone grocery shopping in japan and i'm like i'm just like wait are you just watching a video of someone grocery shopping and she's like yeah but there's japanese snacks wow. and it's, it's just the cart and then the people put it and it's just it's just grocery shopping and i was like i was like i guess that's i guess that's different like not not on my recommended but i i can i can i see the appeal of it i'm gonna have to watch this i've never thought about learning about the grocery store i want to see what's in that grocery store I want, we need to put that in the link below. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, I really like making different teas mm. and like lattes and stuff. So I've, I wanted to start like a YouTube channel on just like baking and like cooking and stuff. Ooh. So we could have an episode, me like making matcha latte. Done. I, I need to learn. <laughs> and I'll be the person that drinks it. <laughs> Yeah, taste test for me. <laughs> yes, yes, quite in, in, intriguing. Uh, I see the flavors, delicious. Uh, yes. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like we sadly have to wrap this episode yeah, up. We have to. All right, TT. everybody. TT. <laughs> TT. <laughs> <laughs>
basically that's in the dodge t twice tt great song let's do it damn it heard it here first anyways thank you everybody again you. for tuning into another episode of the moon tea podcast where we talk about craft community building meaningful careers and have amazing amazing kind-hearted generous strong hard-working driven and loving and freaking awesome guests on the show thank you julie for thank coming you. on thank you john thank you hugh thank you julie until next week <laughs>